Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer, the chapter-by-chapter chapter discussion of the Harry Potter novels. I am Dan Rhino. Jessica Rhino. And joining us <laughs> live via, we are in beautiful scenic Manhattan recording this episode at the Walworth Estate. Uh, joining us not only is Posh the Panting Dog, which you will hear uh, no doubt nonstop throughout this episode. But our favorite Slytherin, Miss Kelly Walworth. Kelly is here. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Uh, Kelly is a Harry Potter fanatic. She yeah. reads the books every summer, right? Yeah. That's kind of your It's my tradition. summer vacation. Every summer I go to Hogwarts on vacation. And we mentioned Kelly quite a bit on the podcast. But, Kelly, give us a bit of a, just a quick rundown of how you even discovered Harry Potter. How did you get into it? Was it something that uh, you know, a friend introduced you to? Was it something you found out about in school? What, how did you get into it? And I'm guessing you got into the books first and then discovered everything after that. I actually did not get into the books first. I was a very negative elementary school person, so all my friends were very interested in Harry Potter. I was like, it's a story about a wizard who's got a pet owl, like that's so dumb. And I made fun of them for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then the first movie came out and my mom liked it and so she dragged me to it and I loved it. And so after the first movie, I read everything. And now I, the movies are not nearly as good as the books, but oh. the movies got me. In, the first movie got me into it. Interesting. So you did it a little backwards, not as backwards as I did, yeah. where I got into the Lego video game just because it was Lego, and I said, "Okay, I guess I'll watch the movie. Okay, I guess I'll go to Universal Studios. Okay, I guess I'll read the books and do a podcast about it." <laughs> yeah, that's that's like completely backwards. But you said that you. After you've read the books, you look at the movies differently, yes. right? So only the first movie had come out before I read the books and got caught up. So I enjoyed the first two a lot, and after that, the movies get... They have a lot of things that I don't like about them. Gotcha. And you're not a fan of, like, the extended Harry Potter universe, right? Like the Fantastic Beasts, the Cursed Child... Not as much. I read the Cursed Child. Uh, I did not like the book version of it. I would still go to see it if I got tickets to the Broadway show. Um, and Fantastic Beasts, kind of the same. Like, I'll watch the movies, but I just don't feel like I need to read. You, you fell asleep during the movie. I, yes. <laughs> so have you ever actually watched the movie? Because when I brought it and forced you to There's watch it, some hesitation it, on you, Kelly's face uh, right now. You fell asleep. Well, you I, can't see. And I did watch Willy Wonka for you. Over the course of uh, a few <laughs> times, I have seen the whole movie, just maybe not without sleeping in each time. It's kind of like course. me with The Godfather. Like, I've seen it. Like Basically. If, yeah, you piece it all together. And I definitely watched it uh, in preparation for HQ's Wizarding World Night, so I have seen it all the way through. Which you won? Did you win that? Not the Wizarding World one, the Harry, the specifically Harry Potter one I did. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, there is uh, apparently a murder going on in your, <laughs> in your hallway in your hallway or your alley right now. <laughs> uh, once again, we're here from beautiful scenic Manhattan. <laughs> the weather's been great. Yeah, it's been yeah. really nice this weekend. Uh, Kelly used to live in Brooklyn on uh, the only the scary street in Brooklyn. Street in New York. <laughs> it's 
It's actually nowhere near the scariest street. <laughs> really? Okay. Because you walk like one block one way or the other, it's very gentrified and uh-huh. a lot of yuppies and, and stuff like that. And uh, your street is just uh, was a little uh, little creepy. But we didn't go into the creepier places. Uh, what's the creepiest place in Brooklyn? Well, I haven't gone there. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you still have to know what it is because you avoid it. But it's possible that our listeners might live there, and I don't want to offend anybody. Ah, we don't care about that. You're a Slytherin. What do you care about offending people? All right, well, just based on the news, I would say things in in Brownsville, a couple neighborhoods over, are probably the sketchiest place. All right, so listenership in Brownsville just dropped (laughs) to zero. I'd probably start off at zero. Come on. Yeah. Well, you ladies ready to get into Chapter 4? Of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah. Because uh, we're pretty much just going to be shopping. Now that we're done with the night bus, I'm, yeah. I'm all in. You're not, a bit, you're not a fan? No. You're not a fan of the no. night bus? No. Uh, chapter 4 is called The Leaky Cauldron. So speaking of the night bus, let's recap real quick. Chapter oh. 3. Uh, Harry was rescued by a magical night bus with a progressively difficult to understand employee. As, the, <laughs> as the chapter went on, he got uh, his... His ability to speak understandable English. And Harry pretended to be Neville. He did. I love Neville. Uh, Harry thought he saw an evil rabid dog in an alley. Uh, Harry's apparently off the hook for blowing up Aunt Marge. No big. By Cornelius Fudge, no less. Bailed him out. That's that's nice. And he's staying at the Leaky Cauldron until school starts. So there's chapter three. By himself. There you go. No supervision. So let's talk about chapter four. Harry's, like we said, staying at the Leaky Cauldron. He's starting to experience some freedom that he's never had before. Waking up when he wants, eating when he wants, what he wants, doing his summer homework in the open and not shrouded in secrecy. This is, all things considered, not so bad. Mm -hmm. This is paradise for a 13-year-old. And you got to blow up his aunt. Yeah. Well, that he didn't sounds intend to, but awesome. I'm sure, now that I mean, didn't he now kinda, he's looking though. back, he's pretty thrilled about it. So Harry spends his days browsing the shops and doing a lot of people watching and eating a lot of ice cream. Yes. Yeah, free ice cream every half hour. Every, yeah. <laughs> now, Jess, I we've had this argument before mm-hmm. about the amount, uh-huh. the uh, ridiculous, the copious amounts of sweets <laughs> that these. Wizards consume not only outside of Hogwarts, but at Hogwarts, and they never seem to... uh, It would seem that we would have a lot of (laughs) pre-diabetics attending Hogwarts, but Jess says that 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 is not the case because they're a heftier stock, so to speak, kind of like when you go to like the bull market. You know, they throw their babies out windows just to see if they'll be okay. It's fine. So you don't think Harry uh, is in danger here of... Showing up to Hogwarts and gaining the... I guess it would be like the junior 15, not the freshman 15. We know that there are some more robust, portly fellows at Hogwarts. But I think that that they have to really, really try it then. So Harry's uh, withdrawing his money from Gringotts. And he says he has to be careful not to spend it all. And we talked a little bit about this before we were recording. Actually, yesterday... I thought he had like a Scrooge McDuck vault. I thought it was just like unlimited funds that... That's what it made it look like in the movie. He kind of does have a Scrooge McDuck vault. But so why is he worried about spending all his money? But it's not replenishing, so... I would just be making it rain. Yeah, but Scrooge McDuck has money coming in. Does he, though? Yeah. 
from what? He's retired. Investments. Investments. <laughs> he he you, owns you, a lot of businesses. You two are being very vague. Name one business that Scrooge McDuck owns. Name one investment that Scrooge McDuck has made. They don't and, go into that in the show. But and when you're, you're retired, like you don't just like get ridiculous amounts of money coming in. <laughs> I think uh, the Hufflepuff just put you two in your place. He has a very big 401k, Scrooge McDuck. So. Oh, he put a lot in that 403b? Yeah. Like that yeah. that uh, elective uh, balance account? That I'm sure he has a McDuck Incorporated, too, and he's just got money. That's a very vague in, answer, Jess. Flowing that, in from that. That may be the weakest argument you've made on this show. And we've done a lot of episodes. <laughs> McDuck Incorporated. I don't like it. I, like I said, I just thought that he seems very worried, like concerned about. Oh, I, I, I got to, I got to pace myself. I got to make it through, you know, a few more years of school. And then what? What are you, what are you going to do for money after that? Why are you questioning this? I was very proud of him for being a responsible thirteen-year-old, and and being responsible with his money. He's probably going to want to buy a house after that. Yeah, he doesn't want to go back and live with the Dursleys. Yeah, he's got a, he's got to set up a life after school. So. Okay. majority of that money needs to be used for that. So my next question is, do we know why James and Lily Potter had so much cash laying around? I'm pretty sure I read on Pottermore about how James's parents, uh, they were actually pretty old when they had him. They were trying to have a baby and they couldn't. Mm -hmm. and and they became train robbers. No, they did not become train robbers. And he was the, but he was the only child once he was born. And I think he inherited most of it from them. They cashed but in that, they did, that Apple stock, that Google well, stock. They had stock in Scrooge and McDuck Incorporated. Okay, this is not fantasy world here. <laughs> we're not we're not crossing over. They were running a wizarding Ponzi scheme, I believe. <laughs> no. Why why you gotta be so negative about it? I'm just saying, a couple of just wizards who have spent their whole life saving up money. How do you know that? Because they were very responsible fellows. Hmm. Folks. Hmm. I don't know about that. It just seems like a lot of money for a couple of just regular wizards to have. Well, I think if you look down the line at their lineage, they probably also had inherited some. Thinking of where the Potter side comes from. Hmm. But I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to say more than that. Though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Harry that's a and... a way to shut him up. We'll just tell him it's a spoiler. Yeah, that's all you got to say. Oh, you, I can't tell I can't. you because it's a spoiler. And we then, know, but we can't explain it to you And then we'll never right come now. back to it. Got it. So Harry and all the passers-by stop high-fiving. Like <laughs> are transfixed on the latest and greatest Quidditch broom. Not the Nimbus 2000. It is the Firebolt. So, Ooh. ladies, can you... Uh, Fill us in on what makes the Firebolt so superior to previous brooms. Well, it's significantly faster. Okay. Um, it basically turns on a dime, breaks quickly. They say it goes like 150 miles an hour, an hour or something yeah. like that. In just a few seconds. Mm -hmm. And there's something about like the the oak ash base of the broom. Or... And it's essentially unbreakable, I said. Right. They said it had like a, a, like a unbreakable, unbreakable charm. Break, breaking charm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a never good sign. Kelly, you and I were talking about this yesterday when we were at the comic book shop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when it said, something said price on request. Yep. It's never a good sign when something says price on request. 
that's just their way of telling me it's too much for you. Yeah. Like, you can't... If you have to... If you're wondering, you can't afford it. It's just basically say, just walk away. You can't afford it. So we don't even know how much this costs. He could... Harry's even thinking about it that he could, you know, cash out, you know, get a bunch of that cash from Gringotts and, and buy this. But he's never lost a Quidditch match on his Nimbus, right? He's very responsible in this chapter. So, what? you know, we don't really need very to get... And we saw the year that Draco bought his way onto the Quidditch team that just buying superior equipment doesn't always make you better. Because I think he bought, or his daddy bought the whole team, the new brooms. Nimbus 2001. Ah, yeah. So, very prominent in this book featured is the Monster Book of Monsters, which is required for Care of Magical Creatures class. Is that, Jess, is that what you said you were going to major in? Care of Magical Creatures? No, I like Transfiguration. Transfiguration. Kelly, what would you major in? I like Defense Against the Dark Arts. Okay. With a competent so you're teacher. Gonna, so you're going to be evil. Got it. Defense, not, not the Dark Arts. <laughs> Become, which is basically just becoming, mastering the Dark Arts and becoming evil. Got it. <laughs> because, uh, as we know, Hogwarts is going to have a very unfortunate run of <laughs> Dada teachers. I would be a jack of all trades. I want to do all of it. Except for, like, divination. What about muggle studies? Yeah, I'd ace it. It'd be so easy. I wouldn't have to study for that. Uh, they even talk about that in the chapter that Hermione is, has got like seven majors, including Muggle Studies. And Ron's like, why are you st studying Muggle Studies? You you live with Muggles. Is that your Stan Chun Pai voice? <laughs> I don't know who that is. The driver of the night bus. Stan. I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, if it was Stan, it would be like, Kelly, your dog is... Uh, Awesome, by the way. A chocolate lab named Posh. Yes. Because you are a big fan of... Spice Girls. Yes. And who's your favorite Spice Girl? Uh, Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice. And she's married to... David Beckham. Uh, international soccer superstar. Yeah. Right. Footballer. <laughs> we don't say... We don't... Come on now. <laughs> this is America. We don't need to do that. Uh, so let's talk about the Monster Book of Monsters. Uh, ladies, can you kind of describe how the... Describe the books and how they behave. Um, well, they like to attack not only people, but each other. Um, the shop owner said that they had to tear <laughs> apart two books that had ganged up on another one and were trying to rip it to shreds. That's pretty ridiculous. Uh, we're not even... See, reading is dangerous, Jess. No, 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 not the right books. But this is required reading. We need this book. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll find that out later, though, why that is. I like that the shop owner, when he sees a kid coming in, and he's like, oh, he puts his gloves on. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, let me go get your get book. Get this over with. <laughs> he's like, he's already, it's like at 10 a.m., he's already been bitten like five times or something like that. Uh, my favorite book in the shop, Broken Balls, When Fortunes Turn Foul. <laughs> <laughs> This is a PG show, but this was in the book. Yeah. <laughs> so, broken balls. Crystal balls. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, Harry is focused on one book in particular, though. And it's called Death Omens. <laughs> what to do when you know the worst is coming. Well, it is a Harry Potter book. <laughs> and there's something about that cover that draws him to that book, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> you, you can't. Yes. Just, you can't just shake your head and giggle. Well, I was gonna like how you do it. Okay. Well, one of you's got to talk. It's a podcast. Well, he sees uh, the a similar looking dog to the one he thought he saw at Magnolia Crescent. Hmm. So Harry about to die then. Yes. Okay. Cool. I mean, he's faced so this is the last previous. book it's in the series? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. This is the last book in the series? He almost died two other times. so it's he, died, he almost dies every year. Par for the course. Sometimes a couple of times a year. Yeah, and it's, it's not going to get any better this year, let's be honest. Uh, next big thing that happens is reunited. And it feels so, so good. good. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are back together. Yay! and. All 32 Weasleys are there, too. Yeah. All of them. party. Uh, Percy. Only seven. Percy. uh, Fred. George. Molly. Ron. Jenny. Mr. Weasley. Peter. uh, (laughs) Josh. (laughs) Jeff Weasley. No. Showed up? No. A little bit. Uh, Manny Weasley? No. Uh, their uh, uh, Spanish-speaking <laughs> Weasley cousin was there. They were all there. They were all there, but not those. What's Mr. Weasley's name? I forgot. Arthur. Arthur, yeah. Well, all the Weasleys are there. And Ron's got a brand new one. Let's see if he can keep this in one piece for more than... Um, sir. Yeah. Not all the Weasleys They're missing two Weasleys. The oldest boys aren't there. Well, they're off, like, gallivanting around. Yeah, um, but not, I'm just saying, not all the Weasleys are there. Okay, when I said 32, it was an exaggeration for, let me cover up the mic here. It was an exaggeration for dramatic effect. I understand that. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. No, but be, you said all the Weasleys we were there. Be, we can't argue on the podcast. Right I, I just don't want to mislead the readers. Okay, well, listeners. I'm going to, I'll just edit all this out, right? So it won't be a, a big deal. <laughs> Okay. All right. One. You ready? One. Let's pretend like we like each other. One, two, three. And we're back! Woo! Yeah, it's a good thing all that other stuff will be edited out. Uh-huh. Are you going to forget? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Ron's got a brand new wand, though. Woo! How long is this one going to last? Long time. Okay. It Seriously? This is a good one. This is a good one? He has his own wand. The last one was a hand-me-down, so it was already in bad shape. Okay. He's not gonna break it like in the in the car ride, flying chitty chitty bang bang car ride on the way to no. Hogwarts this year. No, they, the car's not there. Okay, uh, Harry or Her, I'm sorry, Hermione's got 97 books because she's majoring in everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, not majoring. She's taking everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hermione got a little bit of birthday money left over, and she's gonna get herself an owl. And Ron's rat scabbers looks ill, so we'll just head to the magical pet shop, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it, now, just we were there in in Orlando. We went uh, to the magical pet shop. I was. Now I wanted to ask you though. Isn't that where you just started not feel good? And that's when when we had endless apps at TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember we were hanging out in there, and, and then I, and Dan's like, I gotta go. And then I, uh, uh, I may have vomited in uh, the. Uh, Bathroom next to Diagon Alley. Bathroom in Diagon Alley. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, those are self-cleaning since they're magical. Yeah, it was so. fine. So I just I just did it all over the floor. I was like, oh, it's fine, it'll clean up. And some 16-year-old kid says, oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, any connection between the magical pet shops to wizarding puppy mills? Like uh, our pet shops here in the Muggle world are are kind of evil because they're connected to puppy mills. Is there a puppy mill market in the uh, I've in the wizarding world? I've never thought about that, but I don't think so. Because I think unlike this world, I don't think there are actual breeders of them elsewhere. I think that if you want a pet, you need to go to the store to get one. I don't hmm. think you can just go to someone and say, "Hey, would you breed me a snowy owl?" Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. so wizarding pet stores are okay. Right. Mall, mall store, pet stores are evil. They're evil. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, and I said, that my argument when you asked me this the other day was that the wizarding community is, population is smaller mm -hmm. than the muggle population. So they feel the need to mass produce puppies for muggles. Well, in wizards, they don't need to mass produce anything. I do think there is a black market for certain pets, but I don't think there's a need and if there players. is a black market, Hagrid knows every person in it. Yes. <laughs> well, doesn't know them so much as just has interacted with them. Mm -hmm. And and purchased them. I don't, I don't know his name. Can find them if need be. Uh, so what's the outcome of the pet shop trip? Uh, Hermione gets her owl, right? No. What? No. But she went in for an owl. She got distracted. But she fell in love. Oh. Oh. With a Go ahead. smush face, fat tabby cat. Crookshanks. Yes. Makes his first his appearance. first appearance. Which I always thought was a girl's name, and then she always calls him he. That's a weird name for a boy cat. I always thought Hedwig was a boy, but Hedwig's a girl, right? Yes. Okay, so I don't know anything. So I guess that that's gonna be her. Is it a magical cat? Like. I was a little confused by that because when he was inspecting Scabbers, he asked what was his magical ability. Yeah. And I was like, we don't really talk about any other pets. I mean, owls obviously are like more intelligent mm -hmm. than we typically think owls are. Owls are pretty magical. And they have like this magical ability to know where they need to go. They're and more find accurate people. than the post office, yeah. <laughs> which is very but magical. As far as the. Rats and the frogs, I've never really noticed them mention that they have magical abilities. It said something about like the, the snails produce a poisonous trail, things like that. But I don't know about the cat. I don't I don't believe Crookshanks has any magical power. Uh, cats are magically jerks. I know that. Mm, yeah. So, uh, big news for Percy, ladies. Woo! He's going to be head boy this year, which is an honor for the Weasley family, but I got to be honest, I don't even really know what that means. Kelly? Basically, just like the, the top Gryffindor student that is um, maybe less in charge than the teachers would be, but helps things in the common room, keeps them in order. So that, since I thought that was a are, prefect. Well, prefects want to grow into being a head boy. It's like the boss of the prefects. Yeah. So now he's top prefect. So, and he's just... Kind of in charge of Gryffindor. Yeah, but I thought he was kind of that last year when he was a prefect. Percy, the prefect. The prefects are like the assistant managers. So there was other prefects. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And who was the head boy last year? Do we know? No, I don't know that I know any of the students above Percy's year. I think Percy's year is the first one that they kind of talk about. Well, we know that anytime Percy gets honored with something, he becomes more incorrigible than ever. But Bill was also a head boy. 
beforehand. And what Bill's the one that's is he doing dragon stuff now, or is he doing He's the Egypt stuff? Breaker. Okay, gotcha. Percy, like you said, is more incorrigible than ever now. Uh, he, he even did something weird, like when he greeted Harry. It's like he was very proper. Yeah, very... shook his hand. <laughs> Good to see you, Harry, old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and Fred and George are, are letting him immediately know jump on this. Yeah, and, and they like bow to Harry and kind of you know take everything that Percy did and just. And mention kind their of. mother, who who they've been with. The <laughs> whole time. Oh, mother, so lovely to see you again. Absolutely corky. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, I, I love how when the twins are getting in the mischief, Arthur is just right, loves it, mm-hmm. and and Molly and Molly tries to shut it down. That's kind of my mom and dad. And dynamic. You can't act like that. My dad's giggling in the because he thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that well, you the guys aren't the Weasleys. We've already we are totally that. the Weasleys, and there's like 37 of us. Uh, we find out the Ministry of Magic in kind of a little odd uh, finding is providing cars for the crew for the trip to King's Cross tomorrow, and the explanation that we get is that it's because. Because they don't have a car anymore. Right. Which I thought was odd because, you know, they really weren't supposed to have that car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because Percy is head boy now that they're getting this honor. But the reaction that Mr. Weasley gives, like his ears turn red, you can tell that that's not really the reason here. There's there's something else going on here that we're going to find out a little bit uh, as we get toward the end of this chapter. But the chapter, Kelly loved it, but it was pretty much just full of more or less shopping and eating ice cream and making fun of Percy. I like seeing Diagon Alley. It's one of my favorite places, and this is like the first time you really get to hear about all of it. You just want like a day to just walk around in Diagon Alley. Yes. And this is the closest that you'll get. He gets to spend like a whole week or two walking around. That's just like the best. Well, I'm just saying like Kelly, that's what she wants in the world. She wants just like a day to just, I I, I just want to browse. I just want to, you know, kind of do some window shopping. I drug you guys through Diagon Alley for a long time when I was there. I don't think I was like, I want to buy this and I want to buy this. I had so much stuff. Yeah, you you don't have to drag me anywhere. I enjoy it. I go with you. Except for when you're not feeling well. I felt better after I vomited. <laughs> I ate too many apps. It was endless, Kelly. Endless apps. It was a Hermione bag of uh, shrimp poppers and... Potato skins and... <laughs> and boneless chicken wings. And then I felt better after mm-hmm. I after I vomited. Uh, but, like I said, it's pretty much just shopping and making fun of Percy until you always get that little... Nugget at the end of the chapter. Harry overhears an argument between Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, and it's about him. Either one of you ladies want to expand on what the argument was about? Whether or not to tell Harry why Sirius Black escaped. And it basically the gist that Harry gets from it is that Sirius Black, who's the only person that we know to have escaped from. Azkaban. Because it's impossible. Because it's impossible. So evil that they alerted the Muggle authorities mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. is 
trying to kill Harry. And he's going to be... And that's... I guess that's the reason that Cornelius Fudge is was very lenient with Harry. Yeah, Harry kind of puts it... <clears throat> Harry kind of puts it all together. Then after he, he hears them talking and he's like, oh, that's why I didn't get in trouble. He was just so relieved that I was still alive. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm getting to stay here as long... Which is... That part I struggled with too. Once he put it together, I was like, well... Is everyone that's hanging out in Diagon Alley aware that they should be watching over Harry? I'm sure some people were. But it just seemed like if a, if a dark wizard was going to go anywhere looking, he'd have, he could blend in the most in Diagon Alley and I guess it is around a, there. I guess it is a place it full like of wizards, though, which is kind of, you would think that somebody could that would be the safest place to mm-hmm. be. You know, around that many wizards who are all aware of Sirius Black and how dangerous he dangerous is. He is. And they're all on the lookout. Right? Yeah. So the I mean, it, the whole wizarding world is on alert right now. It's not just the the people that are around Harry or in Diagon Alley. I think everybody is is a little tense right now because one of Voldemort's biggest followers has escaped and the. Uh, Azkaban guards are chasing after them, and there's just a lot of a lot of bad stuff going on right now. So it, it kind of explains why we're getting a uh, what a uh, like police escort to uh, King's Cross tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's not because of Percy being a head boy. Humongous big head. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my head boy badge? <laughs> you took it. I think he's squeakier than that. Where's my head boy badge? There we go. You took it! (laughs) It's because we're trying to protect the boy who's bound to be murdered by the psychopath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he knows that Harry's got to go to King's Cross to get on the train to go Mm -hmm. back to Hogwarts. It's kind of, you know, a scheduled place where he could... So I guess there's no protective custody in the wizarding world? Like, give Harry an alias or something well, like that. But they're also trying to, like, hide it from him. So you can't be too obvious. Mm-hmm. You can't have two big buff guys in dark suits and glasses hanging out on either side of Harry. He, that, Are, would, that would cause questions. Do you think they're... No, I, I don't... I don't know. This could be jumping to conclusions. Are they kind of using him as bait to I, draw Sirius out? I don't think so. I think Cornelius Fudge is fairly arrogant, so I think he's confident that... So he would totally use a, a child as bait. <laughs> I think he believes that the Azkaban guards will find him. And then they won't need to When he puts he this him. child out as bait, <laughs> <laughs> then the Azkaban guards would just But if he was pounce. putting him out as bait, then he would have signed Harry's permission slip, which he did not. That's true. But they are uh, taking him in a car with a big old H, uh, HB flag on it. Exactly. And I'll, I'll bet it's a, they could change it to make it say HP. Like, he's here! Come right get here. him! Well, that kind of sets up the, the fact that for poor Harry, looks like year three isn't going to start off any easier than the crazy first two years. He's always in a life and death struggle fighting the physical embodiment of evil. Yeah, and he doesn't really bother him anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh well, another year at school! <laughs> 
It's kind of like my elementary school experience, getting bullied every year. Oh, well, guess I'll go to school and almost die. I've escaped twice before. Why yep. should this be any different? Exactly. It's fine. Uh, I can take, he's, he said he could take care of himself. Before we wrap up the chapter, anything you want to add that we didn't talk about or any comparisons to the movie? Jess, we like to throw that in there if there yes. was anything that was significantly different or did any scenes play out as you pictured them in your head when you were reading the book? Well, I think this is another one of those chapters that gets super condensed. There's not a lot of it in Kelly wanted like a movie of just, <laughs> just shopping in Diagon. Yeah. <laughs> not a whole movie, but maybe like a VR experience on the headset. Yeah, like so a 45 minute. <laughs> like Hallmark movie. Like not like a feature length one. Like an hour and 15 minutes. But just a lot of condensation, you said? Yeah. We get, you know, the, the necessity stuff. We get the information about Black and Harry kind of makes, puts things together, but... It's what, really. Convinced. What about the the bookstore and the pet shop? Uh, just also important to note that Scabbers was in need of rat tonic because he's not doing well. Mm. He's been a little off color since the Egypt vacation, feeling a little sick. I think he had too much apps at TGI Fridays or something. <laughs> <laughs> they have endless apps in in Egypt at uh, TGI Fridays. Probably. That's amazing. Uh, what about the Monster Book of Monsters? That's kind of one that I remember prominently from the movie and the video games well we'll just when we get there we'll figure the we'll figure out why that was uh, that book was chosen gotcha who chose that book okay anything else ladies are we ready to wrap it up uh no we're not ready to wrap it up we're gonna do a little little side piece here Uh oh about uh an adventure we had yesterday okay we went and saw puffs i don't know what that is it's seven years at a certain school of magic and magic from the viewpoint of a Hufflepuff. Interesting. It's a uh, play here in New York. Mm -hmm. And while you were off gallivanting around the city doing your thing, mm -hmm. we went and saw Puffs. Okay, you're going to have to give me more than, <laughs> than that. Um, so, like she said, it's it's basically the story. All... all Start to finish, mm -hmm. all the books. Seven years. Seven years. But told from the Hufflepuffs, just puffs in this story, point of view. That sounds amazing. And so you get little tidbits. You, it's enough that you know where they're at exactly in the story. Harry comes running through with a golden egg, and you're like, oh, okay, I know where we're at. And, <laughs> and, but Harry just keeps starting across the stage doing this and that, and then the Hufflepuffs are doing their thing. It's really funny. Um, they have their own little story going around that circles around a, another set of three friends, three Hufflepuff friends, and they've got their own lives and stories going on, you know, just like the real world. Mm -hmm. Even though in the Harry Potter stories we are focused on Harry, Ron, and Hermione and what's going on with them, there were tons of other lives going on at Hogwarts at the same time. So it was just interesting, and so, how how Harry's drama affected everybody yeah. else. It's not all about you, Harry. That's what the main puff. That that's his feelings. He's, nice. he's very upset that Potter gets all the attention, and he wants to not be a secondary character his whole life. Oh, is he going to turn evil and go to Slytherin? No, I don't want to spoil the play. Like uh, like Luke's like uh, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> the jealousy will get you. It'll change you to the dark side. That sounds that sounds pretty awesome. And you said it's like 
It was like less than two hours or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, an hour and 45 minutes, no intermission. So there's, they don't get to spend an hour in Diagon Alley? No, we don't even really go to Diagon Alley. It's all, is it mostly kind of contained in Hogwarts? Yeah. Yeah, in the Hufflepuff common room. <laughs> yes. So if somebody came to New York and was interested in seeing this, where would they, uh, is it at the same like playhouse or does it travel around? Or? Um, it's at the New World stages and since it's an off-Broadway show, it's very easy to get discount tickets for it. So I went to the tickets booth in Times Square and it was 50% off. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Little little inside inside uh, trader information there yeah. from uh, our resident New York expert Kelly. Uh, Kelly used to live in St. Louis with us, and now she's like a New Yorker, <laughs> so she's very fancy here. Throwing uh, elbows at the Legos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly uh, mentioned yesterday that in New York, people will just walk right at you and expect you to move. Kelly's like, I'm not moving. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to almost bump into you. And Kelly, of course, the Slytherin is knocking people, you know, over downstairs. and. I mean, if I'm the one in the way, I'm going to move. But if they're trying to pass somebody and expect me to move so they can walk around, that's just not going to happen. That's That sounds Slytherin right there. Mm-hmm. We uh, We don't have a Gryffindor here with us. We're just missing a Gryffindor. Because but uh, you've doubled up the we've doubled up on the Hufflepuffs because we got we've literally got Posh on the other side of the microphone here. We've got <laughs> yes. a, a four sided microphone, and Posh is literally on the other side. Um, so Hufflepuffs are kind of taking over the weekend. Yeah, the, it's a the weekend, weekend here it is. It's a big weekend for puffs. <laughs> we'll say that. So you, but you, ladies, definitely recommend that that play if you're in town yeah. yeah actually the flyer that we got said you could even download it and mm-hmm. watch it like a recorded <gasps> version of it what? i was going to tell you that i have <gasps> it i saved the information <gasps> that's exciting that's really neat uh and okay. Cur- cursed child is playing it? here cursed child's at the lyric theater it's inside my my big bag is that has that been there a while as yeah. we're recording this in what is it, April 2019. So I if you're listening to this 10 years from now, it may not still be here. It's been at least a year, maybe a little longer than that. And that is that that's hard to get tickets to? You can buy tickets to that. It's not like Hamilton where you just kind of have to be lucky. So you, you can, but they're more expensive than normal because it's two parts. So you go one night for basically oh, wow. part one that's I, two hours. I forgot that. So to see it would be at least a couple hundred dollars. Which isn't horrible because you're technically getting two different nights of Broadway. Mm-hmm. But so when they do that, do they have an intermission? Yeah. Or like the the next morning is like your intermission. Each act or each part of the play would have an intermission. Okay. So they do like an hour intermission, hour mm-hmm. go home. Yeah. <laughs> come back the next day, hour intermission, hour you're done. And that's one of the uh, opening jokes and puffs. Is we're going to be here in two parts for, oh no, we're going to be here for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we at the uh, Hufflepuff house try to make it as easy as possible for you. Yeah. We'll get you in, we'll get you out, we'll get you to dinner because that's what's really important. Yeah. Is there a lot of uh, snacking going on in Hufflepuff house? Uh, not snacking so much, but they, they do mention that Cause they're I'm always close, to hungry. The, close to the kitchens. Yeah. I'm close always hungry. I'm actually really hungry right now. Well, we're going to go to brunch. We got, we got to, we got to do brunch. 
Uh, what's the deal with this with this uh, puffs? Yeah, Watch it so puffs anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. Filmed live. Uh, you can purchase it at iTunes or Amazon.com. Just purchase and downloads puffs filmed live. And uh, there's a website there. We a can... website for it's just, find the direct links. Yeah, it says www.puffstheplay.com backslash puffs film. Uh, it's actually a forward slash, but whatever. Slash it. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going to be it, unless you girls are going to surprise me. We went and saw Cursed Child last night, and we're going to talk about it right here. I don't know how that's possible, since you and Jess were together last night. Yeah. Well, I would, she was a little detached from the professional wrestling shenanigans that were going on, so she could have snuck off, and I probably wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> she was there in body, but her spirit was somewhere else. <laughs> her spirit was at watching uh, Puffs the Play. Yeah. Once again, I'm going to download that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we should. That sounds great. Uh, so I think that's going to do it uh, for Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Thank you, everybody, for downloading, subscribing, spreading the word. We really appreciate it. You can always send us your emails at broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, and we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Uh, until next time, I am your Hufflepuff host, Dan Rhino. I'm your Ravenclaw host, Jessica Rhino. And your guest Slytherin host, Kelly Walworth. And your Hufflepuff guest, Posh. But <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. We'll see you next time. Bye.